It's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away. It's a beautiful day. Woo-hoo. Hello, 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 folks. I'm back, folks. Your PT for your BT. Your PT for your BD. No, your PT for your PD. Mr. Glass Half Fool, the Chief Wallers, the Border Patrol of Wallers Island have been given a week off and you're more than welcome to come in today. Uh, last week's blip. Is long forgotten about Old Faithful is back to help you get your shit in order. So this week we're doing an episode, it's episode 122 of the Speed Mentor podcast with your host, the fabulous Gavin Wall, if I say so myself, cranking out an episode at the request of a certain Mr. Simon Taylor. Now, I hear you say, who the fuck is this Simon Taylor guy? And why the hell has he got an episode all of his own? I said, look, calm down, calm down, and I'll let you know all about it. Now, Simon Taylor is a very successful entrepreneur in London who runs a number of Purple Bricks franchise territories in London. And if you're selling your home in London and you're on Simon's patch, I would highly recommend him. And by the way, that's not an advertorial, and I haven't been paid in any way for saying that, so you can fuck away off if that's what you're thinking. Now, Simon has requested that I do an episode about the monotony of doing business. When day after day it can sometimes feel like the same old humdrum and, and how to break that sort of stuff up and how to stay motivated. Now for your information, Simon has been in property business for many, many years. Now I used to know Simon more than two decades ago, way back um, when he was starting out as a trainee, sort of a state agent back in Belfast and I was buying property through Ulster Property Sales on the Lisburn Road in Belfast back in the 1990s. Now, Simon's been living in England for the last couple of decades and is married to Cherie and they have a young family. Now, what you don't know is that Simon is actually the son of one of the guiding lights in my life who helped me become who I am today. Now, I've mentioned the wonderful Mr. Marshall Taylor, who Simon starred. I've mentioned him once on the podcast before, but I'll mention him again today just so you can frame this episode a little bit. Now, I, back in the day when I had lost everything and was virtually homeless, living in my sister-in-law's back bedroom for five years with my wife and children, working 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Are you feeling sorry for me yet, folks? Including Christmas Day. I didn't have Christmas lunch for seven fucking years. Trying to rebuild my life and had only one hour per week respite from all of that toil and all of that pressure. One hour per week respite. And it was spent with an amazing gentleman called Marshall Taylor, who showed me no judgment, who actually lent me money a few times trying to help me rebuild my life and my business. I Don't worry, I always paid him back. Um, but they are, I shared with him over lunch every Friday without fail um, for seven years. Uh, well, it's hard to ex- explain what that one we are um, was like for me. Um, sitting there... He basically gave me an opportunity to do an absolute brain dump every Friday of all the pressures. I, my wife used to say to me, it was like, you know that, um, that movie, A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe? Um, all these numbers and trying to fucking make everything work and put things together, etc. But my one hour with Marshall on a Friday was when I could dump all that stuff 
It was like a wee oasis where I wasn't judged and where I had a little bit of respite from the horror of my life. Um, in fact, we had, we sat every single Friday at exactly the same table and we ate at exactly the same time and it was always on a Friday and it was in a wee place called Murphy Browns on the Cave Hill Road in Belfast and we both had chicken and bacon sandwiches. I had cheese and butter on mine. Uh, Marshall had neither the cheese nor the butter. I had a dad coke and Marshall would always have a sparkling water and then we shared a pot of tea afterwards. And I say we did that every Friday for seven years and Marshall was the only person that I could unload everything to. He was the only person who knew of my perilous financial circumstances. Um, but anyway, back to Simon's. I just want to give you that wee bit of context. And Simon had sent a wee message through Marshall to say, look, would Gavin do an episode uh, for me just to, so I can try and change a few things up and how to beat the monotony of work and doing business. I suppose Simon has been in property for a long time. So maybe he's feeling a wee bit of that, although he's having a lot of success at the same time. Now, when this question first came in, I was actually a little bit puzzled by it. And I couldn't work out what the hell I could actually put into an episode about this. And I have pondered this because I actually did the, get the, did get this request quite a few weeks ago. And I didn't have an answer. I actually didn't have an answer. And also, I couldn't even understand why Simon's question puzzled me so much. And then suddenly, after a few weeks of it sitting in the back of my mind, it dawned on me that I don't actually suffer from this. And then I started to think back to why I have never suffered from this. And then I realised that I have actually suffered, well, I haven't suffered from it for a long, long time. But I did suffer from it a little bit in the past, but not a huge amount, just a little bit. And it was actually when I was a barrister. Funnily enough, it was when I was a barrister. Now, I had a very successful career as a barrister and I earned hundreds of thousands of pounds per year as a barrister. I'm well aware that I'm the only person in Northern Ireland to have ever walked away from something like that. But this is where the question posed by Simon comes into it. At that time, even though I did enjoy the work and was very well paid for it, I had a touch of the monotony in my life at that time that Simon talks about. Now, in hindsight, I believe that came down to the fact that as a barrister, once you're up and running and you're having success at it, you grow incrementally as you get bigger or more serious cases. But I'd already achieved most of most of that, so there was there was limited growth left for me, and that created a tinge of monotony as my growth at work was on the equivalent, really sort of to like a train track. And to be honest, I like to go cross country. I like to take planes and trains and automobiles to go through jungles, go at night in the dark where I don't even know where the outcomes are going to be. And one night, once I'd largely conquered the legal thing, look, and apologies if that makes me sound fucking arrogant, sitting on the train tracks for the rest of my career, waiting to die in my boots, like all barristers do, just didn't cut it for me. Does that make sense? Am I making sense to you? And it, it's probably the same for other professionals and estate, estate agents and other people who run business. Now, I haven't spoken with Simon about this directly, and I'm going to widen this out to anyone who, like Simon, is having good success, but is maybe trapped in what I talk with some of my mentees. I talk with them about the danger zone. That's right, the danger zone. It's that place where you get into your 30s and 40s, or earning good dollar, living in middle-class suburbia, but inside 
you're very slowly dying. Now, I don't know if this is the case for Simon. I haven't talked to him directly. So forgive me, Simon, if I'm talking shite here. Now, as you give up on the dreams that you could maybe change the world or disrupt your industry or make a huge impact on your area or become a true leader of people or you actually just change something, you change some shit. Now, the danger zone is where the monotony starts. It's not actually about some of the mundane tasks to manifest the monotony. It's about the creative side of you, the right brain stuff, the creative, the vision, the emotional, the intuitive stuff, just slowly dying a little bit. I'm sorry, Simon, if this is making you freak out. It's almost imperceptible as it happens through the 30s and 40s. Then by the time you get to 50, it's all done and you're looking forward to your retirement. Now, don't get me wrong. For most, keeping up with the Joneses and the middle class suburbia stuff is all good earning decent dollar and most people with any sense most people with any fucking sense <laughs> um, would be happy with that because that's an achievement in itself but there are others who have dreamt of being the change all their lives those dreams are buried in their subconscious then as the weight of the danger zone bears down the subconscious mind if you've been a dreamer of achieving great things one day will start to send you signals that it wants more out of your life. Now the question is whether we keep suppressing these signals and see out our lives on the train tracks or we decide to go fucking cross country and have some fucking fun. Now that's it. Now that isn't a black and white thing where one day you just jump off the tracks and run through a field of wheat in your birthday suit. A bit like Sammy Wilson did once. But anyway, enough about that. No, It's about challenging yourself to grow and be better each day of doing things outside your comfort zone. Now, I have never, I never have the chance to be bored. I never have the chance to be bored because I'm always setting new goals, new challenges, new targets, heading towards uncharted territory. I'm hanging on by my fingertips half the time, so I've no space in my mind to be bored. Now, some people might say, Oh, it's all right for you, Gavin. You're a serial entrepreneur. You can pivot and challenge yourself as you see fit. Look, you don't have to stay on the on the tracks. That's that's what their people are maybe saying or thinking. But it's chicken and egg stuff, folks. If you're not pivoting, not pivoting and being open to new challenges and open to new people, then how the hell are you going to get off the tracks? So, for instance, in my business on the trading side, the spars stores and the subway stores. I'm not just trying to grow the business. I'm trying to work out a way to make myself redundant so that the team can do it for me. Okay. Now, if I was just thinking about the price of cornflakes or what the new uniforms are going to look like, I might get bored of that after uh, more than 10 years of doing it, which I've been doing. But I'm not doing that. Well, not totally doing that. I'm trying to crack a very difficult nut of working it to the point where the team can run the business so that I can chase after other exciting new opportunities will continue, which will continue to challenge me and excite me and bring new opportunity into the wall trip. Now, my goals scare the freaking crap out of me. I want to be the number one entrepreneur in Northern Ireland, or number two behind Andrew Cuthbert will suffice, and together we want to create 10 billion of value from a 10 million acorn in 10 years. Now, how could we possibly find time to be bored with monotony when we're chasing down scale of this magnitude. So, I'm going to quickly go through 
maybe 12 points um, to help prevent monotony from ever seeping into your lives at work. Okay? So, get a pen and paper because these are quite good now. Number one, start with always challenging yourself to grow. That's the target I set myself at 27 years of age to do that for the rest of my life and it's infigured me ever since without fail. So, for instance, if you don't have at least half a dozen things in your diary that you're shitting yourself about in the next six months, you've stopped growing and you're going to have monotony in your life. Okay, so I've got The Greatest Showman coming up in a few weeks' time and I have a load of tickets to sell and there's a load of stuff going on in the background with that. So, that's got me worried. Get some stuff in your diary that gets you worried. Now, number two, make sure your goals are fucking gorilla goals. So big that you don't know how to get there. Set a date around them. In fact, I'll do an episode about goal setting pretty soon to help you with this. Um, But if you have and you are pursuing huge goals... You'll never be bored as you'll always be having to grow to get there. Now, if you're settling for incremental growth, a bit like an economy looking at maybe 2% a year, then you've given up on growing. Number three, ask yourself, what's your next speaking engagement? Now, I've done an episode, I think it was episode 27 on um, public speaking. It was almost 100 episodes ago. Now, trust me, when you set up your first speaking engagement, the couple of months leading up to that will never be monotonous as you'll be bricking yourself and you'll spend all your spare time honing your speech. Then the endorphins, um, when you pull it off, are absolutely amazing. So go and check out episode 27 and get yourself set for a speaking engagement. You'll not get bored then. Number four, are you pushing outside your comfort zone on LinkedIn? Now, I am near certain, without knowing many of our listeners personally, that there's a huge opportunity for you to be the go-to person in your industry on social media. So few people still, so few people are using it effectively. So, for instance, there's almost certainly no solicitor or estate agent or doctor or builder, and the list goes on, by the way, who's got the opportunity to become the voice of authority in their field by establishing a personal brand. Now, I can tell you that if someone concentrated on building this for the next 12 months, executing it effectively, there wouldn't be much time to be bored and the opportunities that would open up because you'd built that personal brand would be absolutely life-changing. Now, number five, I'm sure I have an episode in there on networking. I think it's episode 95 uh, about attending other people's events and how to maximise them. So networking is a brilliant way to meet other like-minded people seeking more from their work and from their life. Now, who knows? There could be another madman uh, like me doing crazy things like hosting the greatest showman networking events in your area. And you go along to those and have some great crack and network with a few like-minded people. Now, number six, then the next point following on from that, um, if there are no crazies hosting events in your area, Maybe you could be that person. What about hosting a headshot, a headshot, um, professional headshot event in aid of charity for local entrepreneurs to come and get their headshots done to improve their profile pics like I did earlier last year? Host an event and again, you'll have no time to be bored as you'll be worrying about your event too much. Number seven, personal development. Don't just listen to this podcast to be your one point of personal development. Get out there and attend some events in your area. Also, check out books and courses and keep on, keep on growing. Number eight, are you keeping a list of the 10 ideas or opportunities that you're chasing down, that you're chasing after at all times? If you're not, 
go back to the episode on idea generation at episode number 40. That'll keep you busy applying those 10 ideas. Number nine, enter your business in an award ceremony and target winning that award. Then get your whole team locked on to winning it and build a desire in your team to be the very best. And it's number, episode number 75. Go back and check it out. Number 10, charity. CSR, Corporate and Social Responsibility. Again, I've done an episode on this, in episode number 81. Get involved in something like that. There's too many SMEs are not involved or don't have a consistent um, CSR policy. Build one, get your team involved and start creating some excitement about your giving back. Number 11, the podcast industry is still relatively new. Why don't you challenge yourself to set up a podcast for your specific area of interest or industry? Um, there's still plenty of opportunity to get your voice heard. There's nothing like a podcast to become an authority in your space and to lead to additional opportunity in the future. Now, number 12, finally, I have an episode on this. And it's episode 35 called Doing Something Different Today, which is all about trying new stuff and keeping yourself fresh. So there you have it, Simon, and anyone else who's brave enough not to settle for the danger zone in middle-class suburbia, uh, but wants to remain engaged at all times and not fall into a snow-white slumber for 40 years. Or, or, or was that, maybe it wasn't snow-white, snow white. was that Sleeping Beauty? Or am I or am I mixing up Rumpelstiltskin with one of those two? Hit me up on social and let me know. Uh, one final thing, why not get yourself a mentor who's a few levels above you and who can challenge you and keep you accountable that you'll apply this sort of stuff. Now, just before I go, I haven't said this for a while. If you want to thank me for this free resource, and I can't think of any reason why you wouldn't, unless you're a miserable bastard who likes to take and not give, then why don't you hit me up with a review on your podcast platform? That's what Simon did, and now he's had a whole episode of guidance. You see, if you give, so you shall receive. Now, here's a shout out for someone else who's given to me, this is from uh, Mick Foz, who's actually given me his second five-star review. Go you, Mick. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, this one is entitled Getting in the Right Gear. And it says, Loving the podcast and content. Just wanted to let you know I really appreciate the value, insight and knowledge you're sharing. Personally, it's really helping my career and it's given me the courage to start my own business. That's absolutely fantastic, Mick. Keep up the great work because I know you're making a difference for more people than just me. Um, thank you so much for that, Mick. So why don't you follow Mick's lead and do the same? It really does make a difference to me and to this free resource. And for one final shout out, don't forget, please, 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 don't forget about the Greatest Showman event coming up on the 7th of November, when 200 entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs from right across Northern Ireland will sing and dance and connect together all in aid of the Northern Ireland Children's Hospice. Tisket, t- uh, tickets are selling fast, so bag yours soon. Check out Eventbrite or my social channels for data- details. Do not miss this opportunity, folks. Now, my final words today. If monotony is a thing in your life, follow the 12 points above and start challenging yourself to be more like joining us at The Greatest Showman on the 7th of November. But I know one thing for sure. Whether you do it or not, it's your choice. 